Chris and Sandy bit with the Chris and Sandy show. We get up close and personal with some amazing rising artists. And today, like I say on every episode, we've got a great show for you. We've got Leaving Austin coming on. Um, they're doing some great things out there, and we're looking forward to hearing their story and talk about some music. So are y'all here? Yes, yes sir. Here. How are you doing? How are you doing today? <laughs> good. Good. Doing great, man. <clears throat> you know, one thing I like to do at the very beginning of our show, you know, we're in a crazy year. Hopefully next year I won't have to do this anymore. At least I'm praying I don't. But we're in a crazy year. So how has COVID affected y'all? And how what are you doing to maneuver through that? Um, I mean uh, we actually it's kinda it's kinda funny. We uh we're from California originally and we mm-hmm. moved out to Tennessee literally the day after they announced that we were having a global pandemic. So that was oh, interesting. Wow. Yeah, that was a that was a great time to move. There wasn't that much traffic, so that was cool. But yeah, it's been a, it's been a pretty pretty big transition all around, dealing with you know mm-hmm. COVID and all those things, and then also moving across the country. Well, you know that's like for us. You know, when I remember we started this show back in January, and I you know I thought it'd be great if we could just do a hundred interviews our first year. That was kind of our plan, and then COVID happens, and I'm like. Uh oh, um, everything's being shut down, and I knew artists need a place to talk. So I told Sandy, you know what? This may be our year to shine. We may have, you know, got to make a silver lining out of this. So we we just decided to go all out since March, and because of that, we've done over 250 interviews. Oh wow, that's awesome, man! Wow. <clears throat> so we're trying to do our part anyway. <laughs> Heck yeah. <laughs> So before we really dig into y'all's story, tell us some hobbies y'all like to do outside of music. Um, this is Austin. Uh, one of my favorite things to do that I've I've done for years. Um, I love skateboarding, and oh, I wow. did that for gosh, like seventeen years before I even did music. <laughs> so yeah, I still, I still do that. <laughs> yeah, he could be pro. Yeah. I was one of them people too that did the. I I was, I did skateboarding a little bit back in the day, but I did. I was one Mm -hmm. of them that did the bicycle stuff. I was the crazy person standing on the handlebars of the bikes. Nice, nice. So I went that route. And you could still find videos of Austin skateboarding, and you really look for it. Oh (laughs) wow! It's still on YouTube. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I love that. So what is something unusual about y'all? Unusual? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. We actually – I guess uh, maybe <laughs> something that's unusual, like for bands, a lot of time like bands either like completely grew up together and they just always did music together or uh-huh. they like – kind of had their own individual careers in it in a way. And then they just kind of like merged together. So like ours is a little different. Like we all kind of met like probably like the end of high school into like our early college years. And we like Michael and myself, we met in church and kind of were doing music together at church. And then I met Austin randomly at a, just at a show he was performing Mm -hmm. at in a different band. And we all just kind of hit it off and, you know, over the years, like we've just stuck together and have always worked 
really well together. We've written songs together and it's just led us to where we are now. So I guess that's kind of unusual of how we kind of came about. It was like super organic and it just kind of happened. And, and, you know, you kind of start answered a part of my next question. I always like to know the backstory, you know, so tell us a little bit about the backstory of y'all. And I, you just said a little bit, but dig a little deeper. And, you know, leading up to this point, take a couple minutes, because we like to know the people behind the artistry. Yeah. Uh, well, like, I mean, church. Like was where the, you're from and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. We're, well, we're from a place, me and Davis are from Visalia in California and Austin's about 45 minutes north of there in Clovis and like Davis was saying we met in church and you know <laughs> he was the worship leader at the church and I was playing in the oh, band wow. and I was in high school still so uh, we kind of just built that relationship playing together there and after he met Austin Austin you know added him to the little band he was doing he was in like a Christian alternative band that he mm-hmm. I don't know how old are you Austin probably like 20 20 <laughs> yeah yeah so he added Davis into there and then when I graduated I joined with him and we just kind of did that for a while split off did our own thing for a little bit and ended up coming back together and you know working on this country thing and this always just felt <laughs> right from the second we did it yeah, yeah the first um the first time mm-hmm. that uh, me and Austin really hung out he like forced me to like drive up to his house and hang out with his like friends and <laughs> like I wasn't really thinking like I thought we were just gonna hang and then we're sitting in his living room I'll never forget this he goes all right cool he's like you should play us some songs like just me just playing like <laughs> guitar in front of all these people I just met it was really awkward but it was like the start of our you know immediate friendship that just you know turned into us all writing songs we wrote our first two songs that we ever did in like one night it was, oh, wow. it was pretty cool yeah yeah i love that now um tell us the story you know you know a lot of hosts they'll ask questions like you know when did you know you wanted to do music but i like to go a step further with that when, when did it click that this could be a career tell us that moment I mean, Gosh. this is Davis. For for me personally, it mm-hmm. was we used to record and write in our friend Terry his bedroom, <laughs> and we would stay up <laughs> like till the sunrise, like no joke, um, just creating constantly. And when we first put out like a song, the reaction that people had to it, that's when it kind of clicked for me that like we're doing something that is gonna work, like. We mm-hmm. have a connect. We, we have an ability wow. to create songs and write songs and do all this stuff by ourselves that is not, you know, the norm. And it was probably in that moment, like those years and those crazy long nights of making music that I kind of felt like this is what I want to do because mm-hmm. it was like some of the best years of my life. Yep. Absolutely. Y'all are the same. Everybody has agreement on that one. <laughs> oh yeah, we were all together. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I love that. You know, and that's when you know it comes together, and it's like God's plan there. You know. Oh yeah. yeah. For sure. <clears throat> and you know, you grew up in church and all that. How has that 
impacted the way you do your artistry now? Uh, it, I think it's actually it's coming on more so now that we're I feel like we're finding ourselves a little more as artists and who we want to mm-hmm. be and what we say and it's starting to come out in our songwriting and that's the kind of stuff that's connecting yeah. which you should see soon hopefully when new music comes out but um, <laughs> it's, it's just affecting you know and how we want to you know, get our stuff across, the things we want the world to hear from us. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Love that. <clears throat> so as you know, um, a lot of people, when they see musicians, they see like the glory of a Blake Shelton, of a Carrie, of a Miranda, but they don't see the grind, the sacrifice, the tears, the struggles that it, that it takes, not just to get to Blake's level, but to have a career, period, in in yeah. music, and I always like to talk about this side because I think it's so important. <clears throat> I'm gonna tell a quick story that will help lead us into where I want this to go. But um, back in 2014, we interviewed Allison Steele from Two Steel Girls, and at that time they were full time with music. And I'll never forget her answer on this. I asked her what advice would she give an up and coming artist, and she said, "This is gonna sound funny coming from someone full time, but if your heart will allow you to do anything else outside of you, if you can see yourself doing something else." Go do that and just keep music as a hobby. She said, because the day you want it to be a career, everybody owns a piece of your life from that point on. She goes, your friends and relatives, they never understand. They invite you to weekends, to getaways, to <clears throat> holidays, to weddings. But you, you know, at the beginning of your career, you're grinding this thing out. You can't say no to a gig, and you for sure can't be the artist that cancels gigs because there's so many people depending on you. Uh, and they never understand that. Then on top of that, your family has to sacrifice right along with you, not just you, because they have to let you go. <laughs> and then there's going to be moments where you just don't feel like getting on stage, but you've got to do it anyway because it's your job. She goes, but he added, if your heart will not allow you to do anything else outside of music, if you cannot see yourself doing something else, then go all in. Because that's the only way that those type of sacrifices could ever be worth it. What do you think what she said? And let's talk about that side of it. Yeah, I mean, I agree with that. <clears throat> I mean, yeah. I think I think there's there's always in any business, whether it's music or any anything that you do, that you can mm-hmm. sit there and go, well, I'm also pretty good at this, and I can probably follow this thing too. But mm-hmm. the reward is uncomparable. Um being able to put out music that touches people that like mm-hmm. changes their life. That's something that nobody gets to experience. And we are blessed to experience that, you know? Absolutely. So yeah, I, I, I think she's absolutely right. Uh, I think chasing a dream, no matter what you're doing, whether it's music or, you know, baking cakes or whatever it mm-hmm. is, like you should go all in. You can't, you can't yeah. half ass anything, especially in this industry, because, there's always someone that's going to be just as good, if not better. But at the end of the day, it comes from where's your heart in it. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's where we're at. We're, we're all in. We're, we're, we're there's no turning back at this point for us. I love that. And, and, you know, we talked about a sacrifice a little bit there. Um, let's go the other way and talk about the glory side. Now, what are one, two, three moments, a couple moments, where you look back on your career and you're like, wow, we got to do that. Man, um, one of them is the Today Show. Yeah. Oh, wow. The Today Show was, was, uh, that was recently, but that one really, like, was, like, 
is this really happening? <laughs> um, <laughs> and then shows, we played this amazing show uh, on a little run with Lee Bryce, and it was like the biggest crowd we've ever had, you know, and that right there was just like, man, like just that one show made all the suffering and hard work, like just so like, this is amazing. Like, this is why we put in everything to fill this, mm -hmm. you know, for a 30 minute set, like, and it's the best feeling. Mm -hmm. It's all worth it. Yeah. You know, when you feel that. And uh, <laughs> that first or the last EP we put out Southern gold, that was the first time that, it was all co-written songs with, you know, top songwriters in Nashville and all the top players on it. Just, you know, all the best we could possibly get. And I think there was a lot of, like, reward in doing it the right way and really pushing it. <laughs> and that, yeah. was a, that was a huge moment, too. Yeah. Yep. So who's been some of y'all's musical influences throughout the years? And, and, and has it changed? Um, well, I'll, I'll, uh, start with mine. This is Austin. Um, one of my biggest has always been Rascal Flatts. Um, wow. uh, of course, you know, older, like Alan Jackson, I grew up on too and Garth Brooks, but then, you know, I, I loved, uh, my dad always had Van Halen on. And then I re, re like over the past few years, I really gotten into queen a lot more too, just experimental they are. And I know Mike, is the same with that one. Um, but that's mine. Yeah. I mean, I love so many artists though. Like I, I yeah. love every type of, you know, music. So. Yeah. Queen, Queen is definitely my, that's my favorite band. And I just feel like what they've done with, you know, their vocals and just pushing, you know, pushing the genre, and, you know, not really caring it's just they're just kind of like this. We're just gonna make something completely different, and I think that we kind of carry a little bit of that in our music. Where I don't feel like mm -hmm. we really fit the mold of what everyone's doing, yeah. but mm -hmm. I really like that we're, you know, we push things in a different way, and hopefully that's in front of the curve and people <laughs> catch on to that. Yeah, but either way, I love what we're doing. Yeah, for me, yeah. for me too. Uh, just growing up on nineties. 90s country that was like you know all that was in my house you know cmt was always on and as mm -hmm. i got older you know i just will always love you know those artists you know like austin st allen jackson brooks and dunn like garth brooks all that kind of stuff mm -hmm. it you know definitely a piece to you know how we write now um but for me too like at you know growing up like being a little bit older like i also got like really into like pop music um mm -hmm. and like melody stuff like that so like one of my biggest like inspirations which is completely outside of country music but justin timberlake is like someone that for me is like yeah. kind of a danger on like he's one of those guys that doesn't really have like a like a lane he kind of has his own thing mm -hmm. and he always puts yeah. that envelope so i think that there's something really cool about that too now what drives you what 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 is that inter internal thing where you know, I'm sh sure you, you've had moments, because I know almost every artist has that, those moments where they're almost like a, at a fork in the road. 
and they they just in their thoughts are like, is this ever going to work? Is it, are we ever going to make it? Are we ever going to get there? When's the breakthrough? And what drives you to go get through those moments? For, I mean, I for think, me, I think. Or go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. All right. All right. I, oh. I was just gonna say, for me, uh, <laughs> I think it's, I think it's the like idea that we've been doing this for like ten years together. So, <laughs> the fact that we've gotten to where we are, like we get paid to write songs, like, like that's <laughs> insane. Like, there are not very many people that get that opportunity. And, you know, we have a team behind us that fully believes in what we're doing and what we're saying and who we are. And the fact that we've come as far as we've come, if we were to turn back now, it would be like a long turnaround. Does that make sense? So (laughs) to me, I feel like if you were to have like a scale in front of you and you were to weigh like giving up and almost going to make it, like we're (laughs) that close to making it to where, you know, we're like secure in our lives and like all those things. Mm-hmm. I think it's one song, one, one opportunity to, to really make it. Um, mm-hmm. We've, we've just come so far. So I think it's outweighing the turning back. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. I mean that, and for, you know, for me along with when the day I figured out, like I felt in my heart that this is what God made me to do. Mm-hmm. And I knew, okay, that's what I'm going to do. And anytime I'm having struggles, like I always look back and, and feel, you know, this is what I was made to do is yeah. sing. And we're, you know, and I always think this is, you know, this is why I do it. Cause, cause I feel <laughs> God just putting that on my heart and it's like, I'm never going to stop. Yeah. <clears throat> and, you know, we get where y'all coming from because, you know, we've got the same dream that y'all kind of have, you know, we're chasing this post dream, you know, we want to be the Bobby bones, the Ty Bentleys out there as we grow. And so we've got, we're striving and, and, you know, not too many people can say that, you know, our, our goal now this year is 300 interviews. I only know one person personally that can say that they've done 300 interviews their very first year. <laughs> and so yeah. we're trying to just outwork everybody with our show because we want to be that show that everybody looks to that gets the stories from our guests. Heck yeah. Well, that's, that's awesome. awesome. Yeah. Heck yeah. That's tight, man. <laughs> and, and it's been a really cool adventure. And again, like we were, like y'all were talking about how, you know, I never, I never imagined doing what we do. I just knew that I could talk. I, I but I mm-hmm. never imagined being a host. And you know, so God had to really take me all these detours because I would have never. Let, if you had told me ten years ago this is what I would love to do, I'd probably laugh. You know, so I had to. <laughs> yeah, so, so Sandy and I yeah. kind of joke about this because through the years, you know, so we've been married almost eighteen years now. Or, I mean, over eighteen years now. We just crossed eighteen years of marriage. And through the 18 years of marriage, we, we were there were times where I would be on the street, and I'm not talking about strangers. I mean, I'm not talking about friends, but strangers we'd run into, and two three minutes in the in the conversation, she would know we're there 60 minutes, and, and she she would get upset sometimes at that. But now we kind of joke because I've done that thousands of times, so we had no idea that through <laughs> those conversations, God was preparing us for this show. That's cool, man. Heck yeah. 
So we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back and play your song, American Avenue. I do have it. And then we're going to right. talk about that. How's that sound? Yeah, sounds yeah. good, man. Sounds great. All right. All right. Hang on the line. Hey, everyone. We have partnered with another great podcast called The Sports Guys Podcast. You can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. The Sports Guys Podcast is a sports and country music podcast hosted by Brandon, Nick, and Andy. They cover sports on a state, regional, and national level with many of the biggest names in the sports industry. The Sports Guys also host a Backstage Pass music segment where they go behind the scenes and talk with some of the biggest artists in country music, everything from Texas country, Americana, as well as Nashville artists. The Backstage Pass provides a more in-depth look at the musicians' rise in music as they talk about their career and tell stories about their music to share with their fans. Many of the same guests will be appearing on our show as well. Again, you can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. It's a grand slam of sports and music. Please go over and check them out. You're my winding wheel. I'm your highway man. Got that all-in feel. Hope it never ends. You're my 40 mile hour breeze. Wave making hand We were looking for forever But now here we are together In the promised land We found freedom We found us We found crazy We found life In a cherry red truck Crossing dotted white lines On American Avenue It's like heaven on earth Girl, the way that you shine I'm just taking in the view It's a five-star dream Some dotted white line, blue skies on American Avenue. It's a five ride, where we get crazy. It's 1999, all the radio hits. Baby, let's just drive and follow all the turns and twists. I can stay like this forever, two seater up together while the whole world stands. We found free. We found crazy, we found love In a cherry red dress, crossing dotted white lines On American Avenue It's like heaven on earth, girl, the way that you shine I'm just taking in the view It's a five-star dream You in the passenger seat In a cherry red dress, crossing dotted white lines Blue skies on American Avenue Found us, we found love. I could stay like this forever, two seater us together on American Avenue. In a cherry red dress, crossing dotted white lines. On American Avenue, it's like heaven on earth, the way that you shine. I'm just taking in the view. It's a five-star dream, you in the passenger seat. In a cherry red dress, crossing dotted white lines. Avenue. 
Love that song. Yes, love it. Great Thank song. You. Thank you. So, t- so tell us about the song. Yes. Hmm. So, yeah, I'll start. I'll start this. Um, I grew up in a town called Selma, and it's like so about twenty minutes from Clovis, where I where um, my family lives now. Um, but my dad and and my grandparents on that side still live out there, and they had a farm, a raisin farm, because Selma's the raisin capital of the world, and uh, we had a, they had a barn out there that we would rehearse in, and to get out there, I had this red Chevy truck, and we would take the street American Avenue to get out there, and mm-hmm. uh, Davis had written that down. And as a title, like years ago, which I didn't even know he did, which is just awesome because then he brought it up in a right. And David, <laughs> you want to continue oh, wow. on that whole thing? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we were we were in a room with um, our friend Parker Welling and Jordan Sapp, and uh, Parker had brought up that she thought it'd be fun to write something that was like either a street name or a car name or something. So we started looking mm-hmm. through our titles across that title American Avenue and immediately she kind of had this idea of the of the chorus and we started talking about the you know the specifics of what that looked like and you know how often had this red truck and blah 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 blah. and it was just this easy right like it was so fast and so fun and it said Mm -hmm. everything that was true to like what that place is to us you know where it says like we found freedom we found us it was like that was kind of like our hang twice a week when we'd hang out as a band and rehearse and do all that. And there's just a lot of good well, times there. Now, how did Cassidy Pope become part of it? <laughs> well, uh, we, 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 had, we were at a Christmas party. Yeah, we were at a Christmas party. We're signed to a BMG Music Publishing and Seagale Music. Mm-hmm. And BMG was having a Christmas party, and we were all there. And we'd been throwing the idea around because we knew we were going to cut that song. Uh, that we wanted a girl on it and to sing mm-hmm. the second verse, you know, sing the harmonies and stuff. And yeah. we had thrown a few people around, but we'd also thrown Cassidy Pope around of how cool it would be if she did it because uh, we'd love the voice. <laughs> and we'd played some shows together in the past, and she's just a, she. if you guys haven't met her, she's an amazing person. And, we interviewed uh, her. Yeah. We did. She was awesome. Yeah, she's great. Yeah. So we were at this party and they had an open bar and we were hanging out and Austin had the brave idea to just be like he was like guys I'm just going to go ask her if she wants to do it and (laughs) he just walked right up to her like we Mm -hmm. just had like a second of like catching up and he just got right into it It was like yo we have this song and it's one of our favorite songs and we want a girl on it we would love it if you would check it out and tell us if you want to do it with us so Mm. she was like all excited about it and uh we texted to her and the next day like in the evening like we were waiting all day very impatiently (laughs) 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 she texted us at like five o'clock after we were like she ain't gonna text us (laughs) and she did she was like guys i love this song i'm in so we pulled our team and we made it happen I lo- love that story. Yeah. <laughs> you know, sometimes you got to take chances and just ask. Yeah. yeah. That's so true. Yeah. Absolutely. We know that now. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's like 
It's like God says, knock and you shall receive. You knock, ask, and you shall, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you did. You asked, you know. We could tell so many stories where I just asked and we got our way on things. And it's, it's just one of them things that many people are so scared of asking that they yeah. missed out on so many great opportunities. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. For sure. <clears throat> So as you know, a lot of people, they see the artists, but they don't see the PR people. They don't see the producers and managers and all that. But it takes a team, a village, to make an artist work in the right way. And I think they don't get enough love, so I always want to make sure they get the love they deserve on our show. So if you want to take a couple minutes to talk about the team that helps you be who you are. Oh, yeah. I mean, like I was saying before, we were signed uh, for our publishing to – BMG Nashville and Seagale Music Publishing and to start with those two teams like one being you know a major one being an indie just the love that they have put into us and like the time and money and faith to just allow us to do what we do best um, they're incredible like nothing but good things to say about them and what they've done and how secure we feel and like our future and uh, aside from that, we have, you know, our management team, management, uh, Zach Kelm and, you know, the team behind that, Jen and Sarah, that, you know, get to deal with our day in and day out and, you know, handle it like champs. They're incredible mm-hmm. um, to set up things like this. And we also have, I mean, a lot of people don't probably don't give any credit to their attorneys and lawyers, but man, our, our lawyer... <laughs> And his wife are, you know, this sounds probably going to sound really strange, but they're like family to us, and they have been with yeah. us since literally day one. And I, I doubt people even take the time to remember that. But mm-hmm. Gary and Debbie, you know, they're they're like the piece to our puzzle that you know we wouldn't be where we are without, no doubt. Right. Um, yeah, so okay. definitely mm-hmm. extra shout out to their amazing. Absolutely. <clears throat> I love that. And, you know, we kind of got a third co-host on our, our team member, so to speak, our little eight-year-old. We always have come on our show and ask yes. one question of each guest. So Sandy's going to get him on. And when we've got – and our 20-month-old little daughter, when she gets older, she don't know it yet, but she'll be plugged in our show too because <laughs> we are family. <laughs> oh, that's there in fact, we even created the name Family Affair Media because I kept saying to people, we are Family Affair, we're Family Affair. And I'm like, ooh, that would be a good media name for our company. There you yeah. go. <laughs> okay, I've got Christopher here. He's ready. Hey, Christopher. Hi, guys. Hi. What's Hi. your favorite food? What's that? What's that? What's your favorite food? Food? Yeah, food. Uh, yeah. Davis here. My favorite food, hands down, is macaroni and cheese. <laughs> Austin here. I'm think this one's hard for me because I feel like I just like all kinds of junk food, which uh, <laughs> isn't good. But I mean, if I were to say one of my favorite things to eat is probably In and Out. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like like. Yep. This is like the home cooked like. Steaks and baked potato, that kind of meal. Oh, my yeah. favorite. 
And what's yours, little Chris? Pizza. Pizza? Mm, just had that last night. <laughs> I have pizza probably once a week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, we do too. Bye, James. That's You're it. <laughs> yeah, he he loves this question. In fact, sometimes uh, artists have he to does. all of a sudden leave early, and he's like, "Yeah, I didn't get to ask my question." <laughs> <laughs> That's right. But for the for the <laughs> most part, out of the two hundred and fifty, almost two hundred and sixty shows, mm-hmm. he's been probably part of over probably two forty. So, <laughs> oh yeah, <definitely. laughs> That's awesome. And and, and I call him our secret weapon because it's funny. Sometimes we'll be watching a Facebook live of an artist, and if they talk about our show, they always talk about him. So I'm like, okay, well, Mm -hmm. I guess um, he's our secret weapon. (laughs) He is, definitely. How how old is he? He's eight. Eight. Eight? Oh, nice. Yeah, My my daughter's eight. (laughs) Oh, wow. Do you plug her into your I shows? Should... <laughs> no. <laughs> you no. Should find, One day. You should find a way to do it, though. Better you should day. find a way. Yeah. Don't have to sing, but they can, she could can be plugged in. Because, again, it's it's great to to bring your family in because then, then they don't get to the point where they resent you for being away. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, now she's true. super – Awesome. So if y'all – if y'all could co-write with anyone, dead or alive, who would it be and what would you want to write about? Man, now that you said dead or alive, <laughs> that changes everything. Huh? <laughs> I would, dude. Honestly, gosh, see that one's hard because there'd be two. No, there'd be. Gosh, I mean, one. I would love to write with Elvis. That would oh, I feel like cool. that would be amazing. I don't even care. I don't even care what we'd write about. That would just be like incredible. <laughs> yeah, I I have never even really thought about that. I Tom Petty. Oh, dude, yeah. <laughs> Tom Petty facts. Uh, that would be insane. <laughs> He's one of the reasons I. Yeah, Tom Petty. That would be great. I mean, we've gotten to write the biggest names in the world, and that's pretty surreal. Yeah. The, about the fact that we've already, you know, been able to do that with some of yeah. them. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, we're pretty open. Yeah. Like, we're, we're not <laughs> precious to big names like that. Like, realistically, in, being in a ride, it's all about a vibe. It's not about like your success or what you've done. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. that are nobody write some of the best songs. And they just get overlooked. So, I mean, we love writing with people that we just vibe with. I love that. So this past February made the five-year anniversary that I asked – that we asked Kelsey Ballerini where she wanted to be in five years. And I always like to tell this story before I ask the artist that same question because the answer she gave us is almost to the T of what she's living now. And I I always want to make artists think before they answer this question particular question but she knew where she was going she had a vision and she was going to get there and so knowing that where do y'all want to be in five years who wants to start this uh, one <laughs> what's that are you are you were you going to say something <laughs> i can i have a thought oh, i just i didn't i didn't know if you were going to go first <laughs> um i mean 
the way I see it, I I think in five years from now, I see like the goal to me would to have had a number one mm-hmm. to have mm-hmm. signed a record deal, actually be touring worldwide and off of that song. Wow. I hope that. Yeah, I'd have to definitely Just, definitely agree with that as well. <clears throat> now let's look down the road. Let's say five, ten, fifteen years down the road, and y'all, mm-hmm. your group is a success on a massive scale. Um, okay. If who you are today could meet your future successful self, what would you remind them? Remember where you came from. Yep. For sure. I love that because <laughs> I, you know, I think that's I always, you know, a lot of hosts they ask, "What would you tell your past self?" I like to go the other way, you know what? Because I yeah. think, I think going the other way, what would you tell your future self? Is it makes you think of, are, "Am I living that?" Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. I definitely think staying grounded, like that's that's always yeah. something that my family taught me, and like. Mm-hmm. With success, so many things change, and like how you see life and how the world, you know, if there's money involved, that changes a lot of people. And mm-hmm. it's always a to like not like change who you are deep down, you know? Yeah. And, and you know, I remember someone said, and, and this, I think this is so true, said that money doesn't change people, it just reveals them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because without money, you can't show your true character. I mean, you can. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, there there are still people that are broke that you see their yeah. character and they're like, okay. But you know, for the most part, people without yeah, money, they can hide their character. But but when when you get a, lo- a lot of money and you're a big success, your true character is out. Yeah. Yeah. Agree. <clears throat> so let's say that y'all had a friend of yours that was, and let's say you heard him or her sing, and they had something special they they you know like simon cowell would say they had the it factor they've played maybe 40 or 50 shows so they're still getting their feet wet on the performance side but they've gotten on stage and they got what every artist says that stage bug where they look over the crowd the crowd's roaring for them and they know they're in the right place and they come to y'all and they say i know i'm supposed to do this with the rest of my life what advice would you give that specific person to help guide them the next few years Hmm. I mean, the first thing I would say is prepare for a lot of struggle and a lot of hmm. hard times, but don't give up because it'll be worth it in the end. But mm-hmm. um, I think that every artist goes through a pretty long period of struggle that most people don't know about because mm-hmm. everything like. Mm-hmm you when you're successful and they think it was an overnight thing but typically there's I think the average is about 10 years before yep. it's yeah. a success so, um, I think it's my, my advice to them would be just stick that out cause, and just figure out how to make it through because it'll be worth it in the end yeah on top mm-hmm. of that too just make sure that you always stay like honest and true to yourself as a yep. as, because a lot of people will want to change you or mold you <laughs> working right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amen to that. Yeah. That's not how you have a career. You know, your career is built on long-term, not what's happening this year. So mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. for yourself, knowing who you are and not being able to 
stand up for yourself. I think that's, you know, super important. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> and, you know, talking about that being authentic, I remember when we first launched our show, I reached out to a Nashville friend and asked, what advice would he give us? Because I know he used to do hosting in the past. And he and I think this goes for anybody. But he said, the only advice I'll give you is start, be, and stay authentic. He said, because – you could, he said, you could tell everybody Bones joke. He, you could tell every Ty Bentley joke. He said, you might even be good at it and create an audience. He said, but the day's going to come when authentic Chris comes out, and when that day comes, whether it's the next day, whether it's a year, whether it's ten years, it's coming. But when it comes, you're going to lose every bit of your audience because they were never attracted to, to um, authentic Chris. They were attracted to fake Chris. So if you st- your show might grow slower from the beginning, but if you stay authentic from the beginning, you'll grow with the right audience. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I agree with that. Well, well, well said. <laughs> and, and that's what we've tried to do. Cause I'll be honest. There's sometimes I get what you get, you see comments on people that we interviewed and they'll say something like we did Jeff coffee a while back. And one of the comments was great interview. Host was windy. I had to ask my <laughs> wife, what the heck does that even mean? <laughs> I was like, it's got to be long-winded. <laughs> and, and I was like, I, and, I, and I remembered that advice that he gave, stay authentic. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? That's me. I'm long-winded. I'm okay with that. <laughs> there's always, there's always going to be bad criticism. We've got some hilarious things that people have commented on. Someone oh, yeah. told us that uh, we're as country as sushi. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> that's, that's my favorite funny. for sure. You gotta, you gotta take that stuff with a grain of salt. That's just someone's opinion. <laughs> yeah. That's one person, and there's fifty others that completely exactly. disagree. Exactly. Yeah, and so, you know, so true. And, and and I uh, hate the I, I hate the crowd, the traditionalists, that wants country to stay one way. Because when you really look through the years, country's been the main genre that has never stayed. One way. I mean, even in the Johnny it's Cash days, you know, in the Johnny mm-hmm. Cash days, they said Johnny yeah. Cash was going to ruin country music. They did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. It's like a, it's like a, that constantly is happening. I, I you can see it. It's crazy. You're doing. And what, yeah, and uh, you know, at one point, I at one point that stuff used to really get to me, and then now, yeah. now it's like. Mm-hmm. There's no point in letting that get to me. Like, and a lot yeah. of people, you know, are like, "How are you guys even doing country?" And they don't know, like, that I grew up farming and dragging tractor my whole life. And mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know, we 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 are we're in like all of us. Like Mike worked on um, a farm or whatnot, didn't you, Mike? Like a, a dairy or something. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like. They don't know that. You can't, you can't get no more country than that, right? Yeah, they see they see yeah. tattoos and skinny jeans, and they're like, "What are these guys doing?" <laughs> oh well. <laughs> so, with y'all chasing this crazy dream, I'm sure there's, you've got friends of yours that are chasing the same crazy dream right along the side of you. Who are one mm-hmm. or two artists that people should know about? Oh, man. I gotta think on that. 
one or two artists that people should know about. Yep. Uh, why is that so hard to think of right now? Like, because <laughs> you're put on. My mind you're put on the spot. Blank. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you know, you know how that goes. You get put on the spot. Oh, yeah. You know, you probably know a hundred of them, but because you're oh. put on the spot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got, yeah. I got one. Um, we've got some buddies from back in California that are in a band called Trucks a Mile. They're on mm. Spotify. Yeah. Oh, well. People should check them. They're like some of the best dudes. Super talented. I love that. So as we uh, come to a close here, um, tell everybody how they can reach out to y'all. Ooh, um, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Follow us on TikTok. Spotify. <laughs> you can check out our website and you'll get updated on like when new music's coming. Um all that good stuff, but if you just search "Leaving Austin," um, mm-hmm. you can literally find mm-hmm. everything. But we're on every. I lo- and I love that. Yeah, we got a Christmas song coming out tonight. Oh, cool! Yeah, tell us about oh, well. future projects you got coming out. Yeah. Uh, we're doing. So yeah, we, um... song. We're doing a song uh, to cover. Uh, it's called "Last Christmas." You remember that song? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that song. Yeah. Yeah, we made it. We made it a little more leaving Austin. It's fun. Oh, cool. <laughs> oh, I will well, have, have to check, check that, that out. out. Absolutely. It's our first. <laughs> it's our first Christmas song we've ever done as well. Yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I love that. So as yeah. we end this here, um, we definitely look. You know, we definitely enjoyed having you on the show, and we for sure look forward to we having did. you back down the road. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, reach out. Absolutely. Whenever. We had a blast. <laughs> All right. Oh, have a great thanks. day. You too. Right, God bless. Bye. See ya. Same, oh, to you. same to you all. Thanks. Bye.